Hi, welcome to episode 21 of the Big W Podcast. Oh, it's finals. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Uh, I'm Kevin Hillier. Coming up in this podcast, we'll talk to the senior coach, Mark Williams. Uh, Choco's very happy after a terrific win by the boys over Boxer. We'll go through the details of uh, that for you shortly. Uh, but uh, also on this podcast, going to catch up with Mark Yates. Now, Mark Yates and the Werribee Footy Club? Hmm, how's that work? Well, he's going to be speaking at the Business and Sports Lunch we got coming up on Friday, September 20. Along with uh, Mark will be Michael Tux, two men heavily involved in that 1989 grand final. And, of course, two great men of, uh, of football between them. Uh, about five and a five hundred and fifty odd games between the two of them. Uh, so Mark Yates will join me a little later on our podcast, of course, with thanks to our terrific sponsors, uh, and that is the Australian Building Company ABC. Visit their display home; they've got one in the Newport Display Village in Tarnit. You can see the quality of their work, and then you'll see what it costs, and you'll go, "You're kidding, aren't you?" because they make uh, great Aussie homes affordable again and they have a terrific uh, offer for first-home buyers. Take advantage of it. Skybus, fast, frequent and affordable airport transfers and a special offer for Werribee Club members. Take advantage of that uh, when you travel uh, to and from the airport. Cryo Waste Management, clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. You can give them a call on 1300 267 4696. And, of course, our terrific venue where events live, Churnsides by the River. Uh, if it's a wedding, if it's a birthday, if it's a business conference, we can cater for it. We have all sorts of packages. Uh, just give us a call on 97416688. Uh, beautiful uh, of a night time just to sit there and uh, uh, have a look at uh, onto the ground uh, is just terrific, a really terrific atmosphere. Churnsides by the River, 97416688. Some social events to tell you about. Uh, we've, of course, got the game this Sunday at Adcon Stadium at uh, Port Melbourne uh, against Essendon at 2.10pm. Uh, uh, tickets are available. Uh, $15 for adults. Concession and pension is $10. Kids under 15 are free. And, of course, uh, tickets available if you want to buy them pre uh, the game at vfl.com.au slash finals. Now, Best and Fairest Night has been moved. We've moved that uh, up one night. Uh, because of a number of different uh, uh, reasons. But Wednesday, the 25th of September, is the date, 7pm at Churnsides by the River, $80 per person, and bookings are available now for our Bruce Montgomery Trophy Night uh, on the uh, website via the shop. So make sure you jump on there and uh, get your tickets for Wednesday, the 25th of September at 7pm. Apologies to anybody who'd uh, blocked out in their diary. I was one of those. Blocked out in the diary uh, Thursday the 26th. It's not. We've had to move it. Wednesday the 25th of September, 7pm at Churnsides by the River, the Bruce Montgomery Trophy Night. It will be a beauty. And I mentioned that uh, business lunch, and we'll talk to Mark Yates about it shortly. But it is on Friday the 20th of September, and uh, tickets are available for the business and sports lunch with Mark Yates and Michael Tuck. Uh, that uh, available uh, tickets via the shop. But let's get stuck into it, and uh, let's begin by talking to a very happy Werribee coach. Big W Podcast, let's catch up with the senior coach, Mark Choco-Williams. Hello, Choco, how are you feeling after a, a, a good weekend for the club, a really good weekend? Yeah, it was uh, terrific. Uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of uh, a big build-up and uh, a lot of pressure coming into the game. You know, uh, being fifth and playing the eighth side, that it was the uh, running premiers. So there was a lot on the line. And, uh, you know, when the weather conditions are a bit fluky, it's always uh, a little bit stressful as far as getting the results. I reckon that might be a word that uh, that the weather forecasters might use in future to describe Melbourne's weather fluky because you had everything to deal with on uh, on Sunday, everything. 
Yes, there was. Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to hail and almost snow there for a second. But at the start of the game, it was uh, so hot I needed to get my sunglasses out to be able to watch the game. It was right in your face. So uh, uh, amazing, and then uh, obviously the wind as well. So uh, uh, all credit to the players to be able to handle those conditions and get the result. And uh, down at half time, and then you come out and had just an enormous second half, just a, a great display of a, a real knuckle down football in that second half. Yeah, I think we kind of disappointed ourselves a, a little bit in the first quarter. We weren't uh, uh, playing like we'd like to. Uh, obviously, uh, Hawthorne would then get the second uh, quarter with the breeze, and it was you know just fair that uh, where they were, uh, even the fact that the end of the first quarter they kicked a goal after the siren. So. Uh, you know, that was probably the difference at half time and uh, you know we had to uh, certainly play you know our way and, uh, and make uh, the most of uh, the opportunities and you know we I don't know we probably had 10 shots of goals but we uh, we kicked two or three out of bounds on the full as well so we, uh, we pretty well dominated the second half of the game and uh, that was great to the mindset of the players that uh, you know they could uh, dismiss what had already happened and uh, and look to uh, open mind uh, with uh, the possibilities of the future People talk a lot about finals football being another step up in terms of the physicality of it, but the mental toughness is a really big hurdle too, isn't it, in finals footy? Yeah, probably the game is you know, probably five or six of our players say so they've never played in a final before, so uh, there was a lot of learning going on there in the early days, and uh, you know, they'll uh, hold it in good stead for, for next week. The commitment around the ball and in the contest, you must have been pretty impressed with the, how hard the, the boys were at the footy? Yeah, you know, probably the first half, none of our midfielders could touch the ball. You know, it was, uh, Mick, um, Mick Barlow, I think, only had seven possessions or something like that, which is, you know, uh, just unheard of. But uh, by the end of the, the game, you know, he and uh, Matt Hanson and Gribble and Rue and those all, all found a way. Uh, Maishman, all, all of them uh, started to really contribute and give the uh, forwards a uh, good opportunity to kick a winning score. The, uh, the big thing now, of course, obviously, is recovery heading into uh, Sunday's game against Essendon. Uh, it's a biggie. So how did, how did everyone pull up uh, initially uh, after the game? Yeah, straight away after the game, I think everyone was fine. But uh, it's amazing how many times uh, you get to training on Monday and uh, something else pops up. So we'll have to wait and see uh, about that. But uh, you know, given the fact that we're not playing until next Sunday, is uh, a full week to recover. And, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, I said after the game, but uh, full credit to the, uh, the medical staff and the you know physios and uh, and rehab and fitness people to uh, to get Matt Hanson up. He's you know been out for I don't know six or seven weeks, and uh, you know for him to contribute like he did, it was uh, a real credit to both he and the the uh, support staff. A uh, lot's been made about the fact it's the first time in the finals uh, as a standalone uh, footy club since you know 1999 or whatever it is, and then uh, first time in the finals as a club since uh, you know four or five years. Just the individual improvement of each player during the year, Choco. Uh, Tim House talked about it during the uh, during the television coverage. I was watching it back and saw him talking about the time you spend on individuals and uh, and nurturing them and making them better. Have you been really uh, sort of impressed and uh, and pleased by the individual improvement of a whole bunch of our players during the year? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really don't care if um, Michael Barlow or the, uh, you know, Bjorn or whoever it is, the youngest player on our list. The, the fact is that um, if they all come with uh, the drive to get better and the uh, the mindset that they want to be, uh, they want to be better. Uh, it it uh, gives us a real opportunity to uh, see people improve, and you know, as long as we put in a good program, 
that uh, offers the opportunity and time with uh, experts as far as the coaching staff around them. Uh, you know, it all combines well to uh, to get a good result. Is there a confidence about this group that you like? A kind of cheekiness about this group that you like? Uh, there's not too much cheek about them, but they, uh, you know, we won six in a row now, and uh, you know we we've been very close to winning uh, against the teams above us now. So, you know, we we look forward to that opportunity, and uh, given the fact that we, uh, you know, we haven't beaten them, it's still something that challenges us as well. So that's a that's a great carrot in front of our eyes. Werribee and Essendon games on television of recent years have been blockbusters and uh, thrilling encounters uh, for the TV audience. Uh, for the TV audience, that'd be good, but not for the uh, for the faint-hearted of the Werribee audience. We want a nice, solid uh, display on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, very much so. You know, we uh, have to wait and see what Essendon come with as far as uh, uh, you know. Obviously, they're playing on a Thursday, so they've got plenty of time to bring their players back from uh, from Western Australia. Um, so, you know, I would anticipate uh, a really full list. They, uh, you know, they played exceptionally well last weekend. They were very unlucky to lose against, uh, you know, the, the running minor premiers in uh, in Richmond. So uh, basically lost in the last key of the game. So uh, it's going to be a tough ask, but, uh, you know, one we're looking forward to. And uh, was uh, good scenes in the rooms after the game on uh, on Sunday. Lots of people in there, lots of, uh, lots of happy, smiling faces. Hopefully that again this weekend. Yeah, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, the footballers and the coaches, you know, we get to, uh, you know, play the game, but uh, the uh, support staff and uh, all the immediate family and friends, uh, they certainly live and breathe it every uh, every time they go out on the track. So uh, uh, to have them all in the room and, uh, and join with us and be, uh, be part of the win is, uh, is enormous and it just uh, continually builds the, uh, the care and the community factor that's in our uh, in our values and uh, you know, we can talk about it right on the walls but uh, when you actually see day to day people displaying it it's, uh, it's uh, you know, really fulfilling for everyone uh, Everyone head to uh, Adcon Stadium Sunday afternoon uh, when, uh, when we're going to be on Essendon Good luck Choco, thanks for your time as always Yes, get there early because you know it was hard to get a park last week and I'm thinking <laughs> it's going to be even harder this week so uh, look forward to having everyone there and uh, we'll be delighted if we can get the same result Thank you. Joining me on the Big W Podcast, man, is going to be uh, at our Big Business and Sportsman's Lunch on uh, the 20th of September. One of the great September names, and certainly the last uh, sort of week or so, we've seen a lot about uh, one memorable game this man played in. Mark Yates joins me, of course, famous from the Geelong Footy Club. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Kevin. Thirty years since um, that infamous grand final has gone pretty quick. Uh, well, it has, hasn't it? It doesn't seem like thirty years ago, and it is, without a doubt, uh, for the for those of us lucky enough to be around then and still around now, the most memorable grand final of its era. Yeah, look, it was uh, memorable for I guess <laughs> because it was a, a great game, and I guess there were no um, big pardons in, in it. Um, it was fair income and. Stood the test of time, really. It most certainly has. Just uh, can you think back to when you know those last few frantic minutes of that game when you you blokes were coming back up? They jumped you at the start, and then you were coming back at the end like there was no tomorrow. Had it gone for another minute, we all think you would have won it. But uh, what did you feel like on the ground at the time? Well, it was pretty frustrating um, to get so close. Um, I, I did think we were we've been coming all day, um, forty points down at, at quarter time. Uh, we probably Got a little bit um, too aggressive at the start, um, 
I don't know whose fault that was. Yeah, um, gee whiz. But, but I, reckon, um, I reckon I'll be able to talk to him shortly. <laughs> Probably. But, look, yeah, it was just an amazing game of football. And I don't know, you only get one crack, and um, that was my crack at it, and we, we, we missed out. So it just lives with you. And um, you, have, you do have regrets, but I don't have any regrets at all that day. I mean, we just gave our all, which was a, a good way to approach it. It was clearly a, a pre-game strategy to do what you did. Is is that right? Um, I probably don't really want to answer that because I'll do it at the luncheon. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but he'd, he'd, he'd got me earlier that year and um, that was the second time we played him. So yeah. uh, back in those days, you, you could, um, I guess, go out and hurt people that hurt you. So that's what it was all about and also to protect my teammates as well. Yep. Uh, the the bloke uh, that's going to be at the luncheon with you, Michael Tuck, is uh, is one of the ornaments of the game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, he was a fairly tough customer on the field, wasn't he? I mean, he, he's he's like Mother Teresa these days when people talk about him. But he was a pretty tough nut. Well, it was interesting. Um, you know, I played in those '80s, and Tucky was obviously an absolute legend. But I, I was relating it to someone the other day about Renee Kink, who was built. Um, very solid and um, a big guy. I'd, I'd rather run into Renee than Tucky because he was all bone and brawn, and um, you'd actually hurt yourself. And he was as tough as nails. So he was a very, very durable man and um, a great leader of that club. The uh, the interesting thing is that that '89 Grand Final has spawned a rivalry between the two clubs. That's uh, you know uh, up there with every other the, up there with the Collingwoods and the Carlton rivalries. Yeah, I think so. It goes back to 1963. Actually, Kevin, my dad played against Hawthorne in the 63 Premiership and um, oh, right. Geelong won that game. Um, but yeah, look, I think the incident and the, and the, and the ferocity of that game has certainly created um, a fierce rivalry. Um, and they always have great games because of those um, those memories, I suppose, and it's good to be part of that legacy. One of the things that uh, you know we, we hold uh, very dear to us here at the Werribee Football Club, uh, and, and the reason you know we've got you and Tucky talking at this uh, is about September and about finals, and but it's about what what uh, what a club means to you as well, and we try and endear that to the people around our footy club. Obviously, you, as you mentioned, your dad was a premiership player at uh, at Geelong. Was it was that sort of? Would you have been um, miffed if you hadn't have been able to go there and play your footy at Geelong? I guess so. I, I was lucky that we had the father son rule. Um... I was living in South Australia too at the time, but I'm really pleased to have played at one club. I'm, I'm sure Tucky's yeah. the same, you know. Um, that's the thing, you know, back in the day, you'd, you'd wear a bloke's duffel coat and get his autograph and you'd follow him with the one club. But these days when people switch, obviously people either follow the, the person or follow the club. So it's made it harder for the young people to, um, I, I suppose, appreciate the loyalty it takes. And, um, you know, I'm really proud. I'm sure Tucky is too, not, not to have gone somewhere else. And you played in that era where it was a loyalty-based uh, allegiance to a footy club, not a corporate or a business-based allegiance, which which is really different. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the thing that really hurt me um, at the time was the fact that uh, one of my mates, or two, three of my mates, Bernard Tui, Greg Williams and David Bolton, went to Sydney with Tommy um, when Tommy left. And um, that really um, irked me because um, they were my mates. And I guess you, you, thinking back, they had certainly had great offers and, you don't begrudge them, but you know, you just can't help but feel, um, I suppose, a bit miffed when you you play a lot of footy with people and they go somewhere else, and you kind of form friendships and develop develop them as people, and they go elsewhere. But that's just the way it is now, so there's no good crying over spilt milk. How close did you come? That was '85, I think, from memory. How close did you come to leaving the club at that stage? Because that was on the cards, wasn't it? 
86 they went. I think it was 86. And um, I had a year to go on my contract. And look, I I would have contemplated leaving as well. But I guess um, I stayed the year. And um, little did I know, but um, the president at the time came to me when my contract was up and said the club was broke. And um, really... He need, they needed some loyalty and people to stick with it, and myself and Busey and Couchy and all these guys hung in, hung tough, and got in the '89 Grand Final. So it was a fantastic achievement, and the, the club really had to work hard to get back in the black. And um, but as a player at the time, you don't really realise these things go on behind the scenes. Just uh, and I know you'll talk about it at the luncheon, but uh, on the '89 uh, game, how how close are the uh, the '89 team uh, from Geelong? Oh, look, I think we're all um, part of the same um, group, still are. We still get together. Um, I'm vice president of the past players at Geelong and with Ray Card as president. And we, we have a function every home game, so we work really hard to um, stay mates. Um, even Bernard Tui and Greg Williams and David Bolton, they went to Sydney come to, come to our past players and there's no grudges. It's just lovely to catch up with people and, and reminisce, I suppose. Um yeah, look, we, I get what your club's about. I mean, um, it is about the community. It is about um, having bonds for life. Um, you know, so I think it's highly important. And if at the last minute, the luncheon that uh, Michael Tuck's a withdrawer and Dermot Brereton comes in to be the luncheon speaker, how would that go with the Yachty? How's your relationship with Dermot these days? Look, it's very good, Kevin, to be honest. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> one, yeah, one thing about Dermot is... Um, he dished it out and took it as well. So, you know, he knew exactly um, what was coming his way. Um, he probably didn't realise it would happen so quickly. Um, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, look, I got some terrific um, support mail from people from all sorts of clubs after that happened. Um, and I got some abuse from the Hawthorne people as well. So give and take. But now I've done a few shows with Dermot over the years and he actually came down when Tim Tim um, McGraw was going through a cancer scare. Yeah came down and, and, and I just rang him up. He came down, didn't didn't cost anything. We did a, we raised a lot of money for Tim um, and he did that as a friend, which was fantastic. Yeah, he's one of those blokes, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's, oh, he is. Yeah, something yeah. special about yeah. him. But something very special yeah. about him, but you also would like to punch him in the head. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that, that's okay. But yeah, he, yeah, he actually um, speaks very well, but he makes himself sound smarter than he is. So that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Good on you, Archie. Thanks for joining us on the Big W Podcast. Look forward to the luncheon on the 20th of September and hearing all the uh, all the stories you couldn't tell us on the podcast. Yeah, no, fantastic, Kevin. Looking forward to it. Get along to, to Werribee and, um, yeah, I'll um, have a couple of beers after and have a good chat as well. Well, thanks to Mark Williams and to Mark Yates. My name's Mark Hilliard. No, it's Kevin Hillier. And that's uh, that's the end of our podcast for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you can join us on Sunday at uh, Port Melbourne at Adcon Stadium, taking on Essendon at 2.10. Tickets are uh, adults $15. Concession and pension uh, tickets are $10. Kids under 15 are free. VFL.com.au slash finals if you want to buy them before you get to the gate on Sunday. And as you heard uh, Choco say there, get there a bit earlier than uh, than 2 o'clock because uh, parking around the area is uh, challenging. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, carpool it, maybe get some uh, public transport there, but uh, we'd love to see you there on Sunday. Adcon Stadium, 210. The best and fairest night, the Bruce Montgomery Trophy night, as mentioned, the change there Wednesday, the 25th of September, 7pm at Churnsides by the River. Tickets available on the shop. And our business and sports lunch with Mark Yates. Terrific to have Yates on the uh, on the show. He's a really good fella. And Michael Tucker, of course, has a terrific uh, connection uh, with our football club.
We'll try and get uh, Michael on the podcast next week uh, when uh, Travis Tuck played with us there for a while. Uh, but you can get tickets for that Friday, the 20th of September at Churnsides by the River and tickets available also on the uh, on the shop. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Big W Podcast. We'll be back rain, hail or shine, lightning, uh, win, lose or draw next week for another podcast. Hope you can join us uh, for that one. Uh, go the Big W. See you at uh, Port Melbourne on Sunday afternoon.